Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the football podcast. We're all here, we're all talking football, we're talking the games from what feels like two weeks ago, but might not have been two weeks ago, but maybe it was. The games from last week, which include some FA Cup-flavoured football, and upcoming international games. So we've got it all. Everything you could possibly hope for. While I've got you in, before we get started, please do consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, which now includes Spotify. If you're a Spotify user, you can subscribe and get your podcast from Spotify. Right, let's get going. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Paul, anything to say about that? Well, she's never wrong, is she? She's uh, she's always uh, she's always spot on the money when uh, when it comes to telling us that we're uh, we're recording. So, welcome along, gang. You know what time it is. We know what time it is. That's right. It's uh, football talk. So uh, let's get some piping hot round ball action in your ears and. Mouth holes, I suppose. Face, face balls. <laughs> yeah, Matt loving that there. He was a big fan. Yes, that's that's what they do. It's a football podcast, so we'll give you some championship-flavored nonsense, and then obviously that's from last week. But then moving on to next week, it's not championship-flavored nonsense. It's international-flavored nonsense. Mm. So all that to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. Delicious, delicious flavour. Right, where are we going first? Well, I believe we've got half of last week's games. Hang on, no, no, wait a minute. Got half of two weeks ago's games yes. to uh, to tidy up, and then last week's mix of cup and league. Just, just to confuse that further. It's the games for us that were two weeks ago that in actual real time were last week, but now we're talking about this week. That's the right way through, right? Yeah. If you follow that, <laughs> if you follow that, leave us a comment and uh, you'll probably win a prize. So, mentor, mentor will be knocking on your door, right? <laughs> and she and tells two friends, that, they and they tell the two friends, and they tell two friends. <laughs> um, just as a quick recap. The first half of the week finished. Uh, Paul was uh, was a no show. Uh, it was a three two one. Um, myself with one point for the week so far. Stu with two points, and Mister Matthew Moore winning half of the week with three. Let's find out if that can all get turned around. So. First on the docket, which you, we're going to have to cast our minds back into the archives, is a little game that I like to call Birmingham. Put my teeth in. Birmingham versus the mighty Middlesbrough. Paul, any uh, any dramas? Um, I 
I suppose technically you could argue that yes, as uh, Borough did miss a penalty in this game. Um, I believe, as we were recording, they may have gone 1-0 up, from what I can remember. They did indeed. Um, They ended up running out 2-0 winners. Uh, Now, the first goal, I believe, was credited to Aaron Connolly. Correct. But it's it seems to come out that it might actually have been an own goal, but I think it's still being credited credited to Aaron Connolly. According to the BBC, so we'll go with Aaron Connolly. That is scored the first. Okay. Uh, the second goal was scored by Falarin Balogun. I can tell you this much: one member of the podcast will be very happy about that. Let's find out who that member is. So, uh, Stu, you had Middlesbrough down for a 2-1 win. So close. Still one point there. But you pick up an extra point by having the aforementioned Balogun. Two points for you, sir. Matthew Moore, you also went with a 2-1 victory to Middlesbrough. Unfortunately for you, sir, that is where your scoring ends, as you didn't get either of the Middlesbrough goal scorers. Um, you are not on your own there, sir. I also did not get any of the Middlesbrough goal scorers. But I did predict Middlesbrough 2-0. So where I lost points in one area, I pick up two points for this correct score. Speaking of correct scores, we run over to Coventry versus Hull City. Stew, anything interesting from this game? Uh, I mean, three points for Hull was the interesting point, I guess. Woo-hoo. I know, shock horror. Right, luckily, everyone's on YouTube. I could see you're all sat down beforehand, so it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, so Hull were in front after four minutes with a Richie Smallwood goal and then doubled the lead with a Longman goal on the 28th minutes gone so something to bear in mind for later on the statistic to take away from this is obviously the score but also the possession stats 64% to Coventry 36 to Hull Hull still won 2-0 just going to show you don't need to have the ball all the time to put it in the net keep hold of that so uh Nothing, nothing predicted for Mr. Williams. Uh, Stu, you had a one-all draw. Um, you did not predict either of the Hull City scorers, so unfortunately for you, sir, it's uh, it's no points. Matthew, uh, apparently uh, you two have been conferring on your on your scores here. Another same as Stu, one-all draw. Um, you went with the wrong man. You went with the honey man. Fortunately for you, sir, it was the wrong the wrong man scored, and I followed in the in the same suit. I also predicted Honeyman to score, but I did put Hull down to win, so uh, one point for me. Well, if there was goals in the uh, in the first two games. Let's find out what Nottingham Forest thought to that when they took on 
Queen's Park Rangers or QPR to their friends, Matt. Just just the three goals for Forest at this in this game, and uh, one one for QPR. So a, a Forest three one win. Um, again, <clears throat> biased people might call me biased, but I thought it was quite a dominant performance by Forest. And then they went one 0 behind, and you're like, ah, balls. Uh, this is, I can see which way this is going to go. Um, <clears throat> and then, kind of in the second half, Jed Spence scored an absolute worldy of a goal just to stick another million or two on his price tag. You're welcome. Uh, uh, Ryan Yates. I mean, it, it might have gone off his, in off his left bollock or the defender's left bollock. You're not welcome. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, and then Brennan Johnson finished it all off. Right near the end, the three-one win, um, I think deserved as well. Even though former Forest manager Mark Warburton would protest against that. Protest, really? I, um, I, I don't. I don't think enough can be said about just how good that Spence goal was. It was an absolute twatter. It dipped and bent, and I, I, it, it was. It was. Oh yeah, it was a cracking finish. It oh. was, because normally when you hear the fans go, shoot, you're like, no, mate, because it's going to end up in row Z or double yeah. Z or it, it's that, It's normally a case of you hear, shoot, immediately you're followed again about 10 seconds later by, way from the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this was the shoot followed by, oh, fucking um, It's at this point in time that I, I feel I should have, uh, I should have, Maybe uh, had an official adjudication on the predicted scores because uh, Stu, you had a two-two score prediction. Uh, doesn't get you the points, I'm afraid. But putting Johnson down to score one of the Forest goals will get you a point. Matt, you had a funnily enough a two-two prediction. Um, however. No goal scorers. No. Nothing. Nothing. So it's it's no points for you, sir. Um and and then there's that thing where I obviously put Forrest down to win. And then I put Johnson down to score, so I got the, the two points. So do you remember how Matt was winning uh winning half the week with uh with his three points and I was uh, losing the week with my one point. Uh, we finished the week with Matthew Moore on four points. Stuart Woodmancy with five points. Winning the week with six. It's this guy in it. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. What what is a man supposed to do? Now then. How do you want to do? How do you want to do the next bit? Because there is more games that were predicted. A later prediction, a rolled-in prediction. Let's let's just dive straight into straight it. Straight in. Interesting. So we've got some uh, still in the championship football, and then moving swiftly over to some FA Cup football. Hull City went up against Luton Town. Um, Stu? I mean, you say that. Um, I 
happened. They didn't turn up until the ninety-second minute, seemingly. No, that that is harsh, actually. Um, I was at the game, and it the whole played well in patches for like five or six or seven minutes at a time, and then just completely switched off. Um, and they did it again for five or six, and then switched off. So I think actually we were texting amongst ourselves, and and it was Matt that summed it up. Question. Go on. Who is your number seventeen? Because he had a fucking nightmare. Seven is that is that Doherty probably? The guy was it the guy who got subbed off? God, like the first two goals were hundred percent. They were just all his own, all his fault. I was just like, that's your fault. Oh, and that one is also your fault. After I watched the highlights, I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, the the. The second, I think it was the second goal, especially where it was just pass it back to your keeper. Oh no, no, no! I'll play for a foul that wasn't a foul, and I just ended up looking like an idiot. So essentially, yeah, was the last man got tackled and just gave the goal. I think the first goal as well probably could have uh, the goalkeeper should have probably done a lot better with that because getting beat from that angle was just ridiculous. Anyway, whole. Um, the third was the third was a belting free kick, but we'll get to that. So yeah, so on nine minutes, Adebayo scored for Luton, and it was one 0 at half time. Then it got worse. So Harry Connick scored on fifty six minutes, and then uh, James Bree scored on seventy two. Uh, it was it was a hell of a free kick. To be fair, it was. It was I thought it was a bit a, cheesy. Thank you, I'm here all week. I left alone this week, and you just couldn't resist. No, I couldn't resist. I wasn't going to leave that low-hanging fruit. Probably he'll be, he'll be waxing lyrical about that for ages. Ah, damn. Um, anyway, so, moving on. Um, yeah, then Tom Eaves scored on uh, 90 plus 2 for the, uh, the consolation. So, earlier I said about the possession stats. Hull played Coventry, had very little of, little of the ball, 1-2-0. Hull had 59% of the possession in this game and got their asses handed to them. So, yeah. Hull, Hull actually had 15 shots all in all, but only four were on target. So, now, now, Stuart, was it, was it not earlier in the season that the ex-Hull manager said something about uh, they can have all the, uh, all the possession they want, I'll take the three points? Exactly right. Exactly right. But yeah, I was going to say Matt summed it up best. I think when we was texting at the weekend about um, Luton are kind of a, seemingly in a bit of a almost a false position in the sense that they can absolutely defend and then counter, but everything else not so much. So uh, everybody needs to strap themselves in for this one. Uh, Paul was back with predictions. Um, he was a week late with his goal scorer prediction for this game um, and uh, had Hull down to win 1-0. So uh, there's no points there for you, Paul, but you're not alone. because The, the, point, uh, the, the point of it was is that we had an agreement on this, Stu. We, we had an agreement that as, as a, as a favour to both Borough and Forest, Hull were going to do the business here. What happened? I'll tell you exactly what happened, right? Because it's happened twice now. So, well documented on this podcast, 
new owner comes in, starting to do a lot right by the fans, including making the occasional game cheap tickets. He did it for Barnsley at home. City lost 2-0. He's done it, he's done it for Luton at home. City lost 3-1. Now, I don't want to, like, you know, prediction spoiler all this business, but he's also done it again for Good Friday for the Cardiff game. So just before warning now, you might want to put us down to lose that um, I personally think I know exactly what happened in this game because Stuart Woodmansey predicted his team to win 2-1. So that's uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly what's gone wrong here. Um, unfortunately, of the three goal scorers you predicted, none of them were the correct scorers, so no points for you either. Um, just going to skip skip out one of the... Uh, I had the same as Paul. I had a 1-0 win down for Hull and uh, no surprises didn't get the goal scorer so uh, no points for me Matthew Moore fired off his uh, his favourite prediction his favourite score prediction of a Desmond obviously that didn't get you any points Matt of the three Luton Town goal scorers Getting two of them right would probably get you a couple of points, though. So, uh, two points there for Matt, whereas everyone else got got nothing. And I can't imagine that's going to come up again anytime soon. Um, before moving on to FA Cup, what we're going to do is we're going to take a slither of a break. Because, uh, you know, we like to build uh, tension. And uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a different breed of football in FA Cup. Football. So don't go changing and we'll be right back. Recording in progress. And just like that, they were back. Back. Back to talk FA Cup. And we're starting the FA Cup run with a Middlesbrough game. Middlesbrough went up against Chelsea. Uh, I think. I was about I was about to say I think I think we were all hopeful on this one. No, nope, just me. Paul, anything from this one? Um, just obviously they they, they weren't able to get the job done. Sadly, um, I think it was even even the most hardened Borough fan probably wasn't holding out much hope when they're going up against the reigning. European and their and most recently world champion club, um, so they managed to keep them out for all of about eight minutes, <laughs> and then um, and then you could you could see it coming because they'd had they'd had one break down the left hand side or well their right our left um, where. Mason Mount was just, gall- just galloping in acres of space and then driving the ball across the box, but no one was there to be on the end of it. Uh, but the second time, they wouldn't be denied, and uh, sadly, Romelu Lukaku was on the end of a ball, deliciously played into the box, that he tucked away for a 1-0 lead. Um, and then the second came down the same side again, but the ball came out to Hakim Ziyech, who were uh, just cut inside and then um, flashed one past Joe Lumley from just outside the box. Question marks potentially on the keeper. 
as uh, he didn't really position himself that well. But no one went to close down Ziyech, so six or one after the other on the on the keeper for me. But um, that's that's where the uh, that's where the that's where the scoring ended. Uh, but it was a two nil Chelsea win. Indeed, it was. Um, obviously, that means uh, the end of Middlesbrough's FA run. Post mark for one's homies on that one. Um, obviously, Paul, your team has exited the tournament, but you managed to capitalise on this by predicting a Chelsea 2 0 win. Two points for you. Uh, unfortunately, no correct goal scorers, and that's where your uh, points end. Uh, Stu, you had a one all, um, and neither of the scorers predicted. Obviously, nothing for Borough, and you didn't get either of the Chelsea goal scorers. Um, Mr. Moore had Chelsea down to win, a little bit heavier than they did, so just a point for you. Um, obviously, when you put Lukaku down to score, you get a, a couple of points out of that. Uh, and as I, as I mentioned at the start of this, I had Middlesbrough down to win. No, no points for me. No, no, no points. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Nottingham Forest. They they went in for some a little bit of FA Cup action, going up against Liverpool. Matt. Ah, I see. I see that Andy has uh, taken over uh, Stu's distaste for that particular club in his uh, delivery of their name. You know, we, we, we joke about the podcast of the date of every year when uh, Newcastle can no longer win any trophies. And unfortunately, Sunday this year became the point where no one on the podcast can win any trophies this year. So, uh, unfortunately, yeah, Forrest lost 1-0 to Liverpool with some, you know, <clears throat> I think yeah, they more than held their own. I thought they played really well. Uh, just before the Liverpool game uh, podcast favourite Philip Zinkenagel had a, a, a golden chance that either if he would have taken a touch or just thought about it a little bit more I think you know, Forrest would have gone 1-0 up and then I think we all commented on this at the time whoever, whoever was running the VAR had got a, has the, uh, the ruler using talents of a primary school child because how that, I mean, I look at it, it pops up every so often on either my Facebook or Twitter or just on, on just when I'm on the BBC thing doing research for this Day of Day podcast and I see that damn green line and I'm like, there's something going on. That, 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 just, that just wasn't right. Um, but yeah, so Jota got a little goal that was possibly offside um, definitely offside <clears throat> um, yeah to take the 1-0 win and it was like you know it's always good when they're oh you've got a moral victory and you're like yeah thanks for your pity um, but uh, yeah, you know great thanks go and get your wonky ruler looked at but yeah 1-0 win for Liverpool um, and then uh, chaos has, insinu- has, has chaos has 
gone on from there was people whinge about having to travel down to London. The you know, a good chunk of their fans will be down there anyway, so I don't know what the wind is. Um, so yeah, yeah, one 0 win to Liverpool. That um, that game marked the first in this house as well because it's the first time I've ever been told off for shouting at the TV when it wasn't Hull or England. So uh, you have that distinction, Matt. <laughs> I was fuming about the offside. It was definitely offside. Um, Matt, are you? Do you want to dispute the uh, the Jota goal? Should we, should we chalk it off on the podcast? Well, I mean, by by the uh, by the laws of the game. It, it it was given as a goal, so mm. you know we can't we can't deny deny the interesting uh, the rule, you know. Um, unfortunately, in some ways, everybody predicted Liverpool to win this game. Fortunately, in other ways, that means everybody gets a point. Uh, nobody got it correct. Uh, a two-one, fr- uh, a two-one, a two-nil from Paul, a three-nil from Shu, a four-one from Matt. And a 2-1 from myself gets everybody a point. The only person to get the goal scorer, ironically, is Mr. Matthew Moore. Uh, if anybody's been following along, you know, maybe with a calculator or anything, um, you'd think it was his birthday this week because myself and Stu... Are drawing for last this week with one point. Paul, you did uh, three times as good as me and Stu by getting three points. Matthew Moore doubled that by getting six points to win the week. Congratulations, Matt. Well done to you, sir. Um, that's all of the games talked about. All the all the previews, not previews, the reviews done for the games. Now then, uh, you've got a choice to make here, Mr. Williams. Do you want to talk about international football, or do you want to mix it up, jump over to the news? Your your choice. Well, there's only a couple of international games this week, as. Uh, England don't have any World Cup qualification related games to take care of um, so we'll, as there's only a couple we'll, we'll do the international games now and then we'll cover all the happenings in the, in the world of football this week to, to end the podcast with beautiful stuff ok starting off with England versus Switzerland, as this is everybody's team, nobody will necessarily go last. I have made a poor prediction uh, with the best of my abilities. I can guarantee that, like all of the people I've predicted to score, don't play for those teams anymore. But hey, when left to my own devices, it's the best I can do. Stu, I'm going to come to you first for your prediction for an England Switzerland. Uh, I, I will roll out Old Faithful in, in terms of England predictions on this one at the very least and go for England to Switzerland nil, Kane and Sterling to score. Well, luckily for me, 
Uh, Stu has confirmed that Kane is playing for England because I've gone with a 1-0 to England with Kane to score. Matt? Um, I'm going to go with a 2-0 win and probably for the same reasons why you gents could, could really struggle to name a Switzerland player. Um, and with Kane and Abraham to score. Okay, just leaves you, Paul. What do you think to this? What have we had so far? Uh, Stu and Matt conferring and coming up with uh, two nils and uh, just a one nil from me. Lots of cane. Mm. Need to send in the I'll undertaker. Go a, I'll go for a one-one draw because Switzerland, Switzerland are a weird team. I. They're always like for a, I'm th- I'm pretty sure for a point they were like fourth in the FIFA rankings up to some point because they had a really good qualification tournament like for 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 the last Euros or something like that and they were ridiculously high up. Do you know something? So, when I came down to predict this, I was like, for some reason, I'm pretty sure that Switzerland are classed as quite a good team, which is why I only went with one nil to England. Yeah, they they're one of those what like. I don't know if it's like the way they coach or something, but like they're they're annoying. They manage to stay in games and stuff like that. So I'll go for a one-one. I'll obviously I'm gonna have to go for Kane to score because he's basically the Lewis Graben of the England team. Hmm. Um, he, he wishes he was that good. Oh, here we go. And then, oh Christ, I have made a I've made a run for my own back now. I have to pick a, a switch play. Uh, I'll go for Shakiri. Okay, that is the England-Switzerland football game predicted to its completion. England go up against the Ivory Coast in their other game. Uh, Let's flip it around a bit. Matt. England, Uh, Ivory Coast. I'm doing doing my research as we speak. Um, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Zaha to score for the Ivory Coast. Uh, England. Um, Jack Grealish to score for England. I know, terrible, but, you know, I'm spreading it around. Ugh. Ugh. Wow. This was one of those where I was like, now, is this a situation where the Ivory Coast aren't that great, so they're not going to roll out like their A-team? But then I was like, Pfft. so I went with England 2-0. And then we're just like, I'll just put down the first two people that spring to mind, which is obviously Kane and Rashford. Oh, stop. Damn it. There's no Marcus Rashford in the squad. No. I'm doing so well. Right, leave it with me. I'll I come back. I, I'll come back to you on that. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's if he's still carrying a knock or I just I don't think they're happy with the form that he's he's found, but I, I think I think it's probably the latter. He's he's got absolutely no form at club level whatsoever. Um he just he, he, if I, I, it's got to the point where he almost needs a change. I think. 
a lot of people are saying that like he might he might even be sold at the end of the season and stuff like that, or he might be look he might be looking for a for a transfer away. Something's something's definitely not right at the minute. But weird. There's a lot of that though with United at the moment, and there's all the all the stuff that's come out about Paul Pogba's pretty much said that he's miserable there the entire time, and it started when Mourinho was there. So, what about Mason Greenwood? No, oh, this oh is, no 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 oh this, no. This is going. You can edit portions of the podcast, guy. <laughs> uh, the, views, the views of Cookie Cast do not reflect the views of Oh, now, now I've lost. No, um, I'll just put... just say just say Sterling, and I'm done with it. Well, I was going to. And I was like, no, because then it looks like I've just copied it. Right, Sterling, there. Right, Stu. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really sure how I can follow that. So I. Uh, I will also. I will also pick England two 0 Lovely. And clearly, Harry Kane is one of them. Uh, but seeing as he let me down by not scoring and getting me any points against Borough, he can score here, and uh, I will go for Mason Mount. Good idea. Paul. Well, before, as soon as Matt said the phrase 1-1, I immediately wanted to shoot my hand up and say, can I make a suggestion here? His Ivory Coast goal scorer will be no one other than Wilfred Zaha, because I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably can't name another player in the squad for the ah, Ivory Coast. I you plays for Arsenal, so... Is Pepe in the squad? I don't know, but he's, he's a lead place for him. <laughs> Brilliant. As I, as I consulted my uh, iPad. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I, I will go for 3-1 to England. Love it. No surprises. I am also going for Wilfred Zaha to score for the Ivory Coast. Oh, I thought you were going to say Pepe then, just to rub it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> that would be excellent, but no, he's dog shit, so... Um, <laughs> watch him get at tree now or something. Um, <laughs> for the three England goal scorers, I, I can't believe Stu said that. I, I, I was going to go Mason Mount, so I'm going to have to stick with it, so I'll go for Mason Mount. Um, I think... Connor Gallagher might get a game and might score because he's looked very good for Palace this season. And I think he's in the squad, so I think I don't think he'd call him up without wanting to give him a game. I'm going to go for Mark Gahey to score on his debut. That's it. That's all the predictions for the week. Some, In some ways, a quiet one. In other ways... A loud one. So that leaves the uh, the news and the any other business section. So let's talk this week in football. Because we're talking about international football, and we start with the absolute hilarity of what happened earlier today. In fact, on the day of recording, so massively dating this as always, but. Today was the last day in which countries could submit bids to host Euro 2028 and Euro 2032. So, as far as 2028 goes, um, the FAs from England, Scotland, 
Wales, Northern Ireland and Ireland had all clubbed together, put in a little bit of a joint bid, and up until around lunchtime, that was the only known bid. So it was looking pretty rosy. Apparently, by tea time, there were four official bids. Um, I'm not quite sure who all of them were. However, one of them was Turkey. Fair enough. Um, And yeah, one of them was Russia. As in, you know, those that are completely banned from all international sport at the moment, ever. What the fuck are you doing, Nobeds? Do you reckon reckon that's that way around it? Because, like, well, if we're banned from, like, trying to qualify for stuff, if we just host one, they can't stop us from playing. I think it's one deeper than that, because... I think that the money from the Chelsea sale will definitely go to charity and then definitely not be used to uh, to bribe any officials. And what will happen is they'll host it, but nobody will go and play. So therefore, ladies and gentlemen, you're winners by default. Two best words in the American language, uh, default. <laughs> but I just, I can't believe the absolute, like, one... The, just the absolute brass balls of it. But two, surely you've got more important things going on at the moment. You know. I'm taking it as a positive. It means if they're going to bid for the Euros in 2028, they're not going to blow us all to shit in the next few days to, with uh, you know, the kind of thing. So I'm, I'm going to take that kind of the positive side <laughs> of it there. That's, that's true. Well, apparently the decision doesn't have to be made until September 2023. So, you know, strap yourselves in for about another 15 months or so first. It's funny though, isn't it? I wonder if that's part of the negotiations for ending this war. So who's going to vote for us to uh, to host the Euros? So if you vote for us to host the Euros, we'll, 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 we'll all just, you know, we'll... We'll pretend this never happened. We'll sweep it all under the carpet and we'll, uh, we'll just go home and, and finish it off there. Well, like, I know there are more important things, especially directly related to that situation. But what happens if Ukraine qualify? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's feasible. It's just insane. But yeah, so that, that happened today. I was like, I did have to check that my TV speakers weren't broken when I heard that because I just I, I can't I can't get my head around that at all. I just had a quick look at it there, and it did say that if so if the if the five nations that have put the joint bid together for the UK and Ireland, um, if they do get the host get the right to host, they've they've said that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to come like come to an agreement as to who. Like qualifies automatically as the host because they can only actually have two spots for host um, nations. So you'd imagine, do they just like bite the bullet and just go, oh, right, give one to Scotland because they they hardly ever qualify for stuff. And <laughs> apologies, Republic of Ireland is shit or something. Like that. But surely you'd, you'd imagine that they just give them to the two lowest ranked nations. On the, on the proviso that you'd imagine that the higher-ranked nations would have a better chance of qualifying through the normal means. So what you're saying is then, um, even though they're hosting it, Ireland aren't going to be playing in the tournament? <laughs> How ridiculous would that be? If there's a, there's a tournament going on with a 
host nation that hasn't qualified for the tournament. It'd be no, one of them statistics for a football quiz from you know in thirty years or whatever. Uh, the other one that I couldn't remember has just come to me. It was uh, Italy, but they're only put in for twenty thirty two. But you know, with England, you know what England are like. They definitely will. If if they have to go through qualifying, they will hundred percent not qualify for it. Oh, but bear in mind at this point, this is when it's, is it not supposed to be expanding again? So it's already been expanded to 2014, and this is where they're thinking about expanding it to 32. No, God, all right. So, I mean, there's, what, which, is, which I'm pretty sure is basically all of mainland Europe. So it's not even a qualification tournament anymore. You're just automatically there. You show up it's weird. Right, where it's play. Yeah. I, I think that, that that is that is ridiculous. I think I think there are like fifty nations in Europe, so you would still have got a qualification. And uh, uh, definitely not pushed through by the UEFA representative from uh, Scotland. Is uh... yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the the other big one that I'd seen today that's literally just come out within the last sort of hour or so since we started recording um, is sanctions have been relaxed somewhat against Chelsea so that their fans can purchase tickets for away matches, cup games and women's fixtures, but not home Premier League games. That's coming to us from Sky, Sky Sports. Uh, it's still hilarious. So, obviously, their home, t- home games will only be attended by pre-existing season ticket holders or people who had bought... Uh, Single game tickets in well in advance. Okay. It does mean though that they'll be able to go to the FA Cup semi-final against Palace. So that's a shame because it would have been nice to see. That's all. Is that that one's all been sold by the FA, isn't it? So that money's all been kind of yeah. They'll be able to. They'll be able to control that a lot more than any of the Premier League or Champions League games. Yeah, because they'll they can physically control the sale of those, so they can make sure that people are either registered with the FA themselves, I would imagine, or yeah, they the, can at least control the uh, where the money goes. The only way that they're getting around the away fans going to Stamford Bridge is. The fact that all of the money for that is going to the, straight to the Premier League, so uh, another one just quickly because I know we're uh, we're running short on time was that um, uh, an, uh, a referee that's uh, been refing since I believe the early nineties or the mid nineties potentially, uh, Mike Dean is going to sorry he started re- started refereeing in the year two thousand. He's going to uh, he's going to retire from refereeing at the end of this season. Um, Premier League referee Mike Dean will retire at the end of the 2021-22 t- uh, season, but he's likely to continue as a full-time VAR official. Dean has been a Premier League official since 2000 and has gone on to referee 553 matches, issuing 114 red cards in the process. Wow, so that's pretty much a red card every fifth game. That is insane. That is bizarre. Um, yeah, he's uh, he, he's certainly uh, not everyone's cup of tea. He's a bit of a character, but um, I, I dare say he'll be uh, he'll be missed by some. 
Is it is it him as well that's like obviously the football referee, clearly, but the one that turns up in like the quite sort of vocal part of the uh Tramia Rovers staff. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one that was at the Tranmere, uh, the playoff game, where he was on the post, like, giving it rock all in the away ends. I wonder if he's ever been allowed to referee them. I, I've always wondered that about, like, when you register to be a ref, do you have to declare your allegiance so that you're not allowed you to... Do, aren't you? I don't think you have to declare your allegiance, but you have to declare, obviously, where you're from or what, you're, what you class as your hometown. And then they try and basically judge it based around that. But there's been a couple of times where they've like they've argued that it's not really been that fair. Like I'm pretty sure there's been there's been loads of times in the past where Borough had a guy who's from Sunderland ref their games and people are like a mm. couple of dodgy decisions definitely went against them there. That's why you don't want London people from London refereeing Man United games. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's kind of all I had for news. Uh, mine, mine was all call-up stuff, and obviously the Rashford thing came out, so that's that's fine. Um, I did want to just drop a little mention to podcast favourite Keen Lewis Potter, who has earned his first England under twenty-one call-up, and he now becomes the first Hull City player since Gary Parker in nineteen eighty-six to do that. I mean, oh, in strong. fairness, if it makes him play better, you know, when he returns to the squad. Great, because he's he's not been not been that accurate of uh, of late. But, um, if anything, it'll increase his asking price in the summer. So uh, all good. But no, seriously, on a serious note, tough for him because like yeah, he's, he's had a reasonable season so far. So it's nice that he's getting rec- recognised for it. I think you hear a lot of things of when players go on like in on international duty and they see players perhaps from the next league up when they see the way they train and how they eat and stuff like that. even if it's for like a week they come back and like oh right okay then that's how I should be doing it as opposed to what I'm doing now and kind of come back particularly nowadays with the kind of way nutrition goes so hopefully that'll it'll come back um yeah with the with the, with the yeah some kind of new ideas and good to go can't well they? If they can give him, st- I mean, if they can give him stuff to make him grow an extra half a foot as well, that would be uh, beneficial. I think you're uh, looking at the wrong spot there, Stu. You need to jump across the pond and uh, pick a different shaped ball. Uh, they'll give you anything. They will. Does it hurt? <laughs> I've got something for that. Anything else news-wise? Nothing news-wise, but I have got a little sort of... Well, obviously, we like to try and end with something that's a bit funny or uplifting. It's not uplifting or funny, but it is a bit odd. So, there is a follow-on Twitter called squadnumbers.com, and there was something that flashed up on my Twitter feed the other day. In the 2001-2002 Premier League season, the number 36 for both Fulham and Middlesbrough was named Mark Hudson. While the pair never played with or against each other, they did line out for Huddersfield Town a decade apart, both wearing the number four. So I thought that was a bit odd. You don't really see that that often. Two, two completely different players who both had the same squad number for two completely different teams who then play for the same team and have the same squad number. 
So just just something a little kooky and weird. But the Illuminati, is, uh, the Illuminati has entered the football arena. Absolutely. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Games discussed, games predicted, news done, and a little bit of something to uh, finish on. Thank you to these gentlemen here for taking me and you lovely people through the sometimes murky waters of the football world. Join us next week where we'll be talking international football and I imagine getting back to the good old homegrown football that we're, we're used to. Till then, we're going to say bye and we will see you then. Bye. So there we go, what do you think of that? All the football in one place, whether it's Championship, FA, Cup, International, we've got it all, we've got all the news to boot. Thank you for listening along, while I've still got you. Please do consider subscribing. You can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com, and uh, that's how you get in touch with us. There's social media links, there's email links. Drop us a line, let us know what you think is going to happen in the upcoming games. And, uh, hey, who knows, we might read out your predictions on the podcast. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.